On today's episode, we have wholesaler Chuck Lee. Chuck has done under 150 wholesale deals. He's also an agent and he's happily married. What I love about Chuck is that he's passionate, he's present when he speaks, and he's super excited about wholesaling. Real estate investing for you. This is Pod Success. Pod Success. With Joe Arias, speaking to investors about the pitfalls and successes on wholesaling. These are top real estate investors. These are experts in the business. And this is Pod Success. Pod Success. Here is Joe Arias. Thank you so much, Eric. How's everyone doing? We're here with Chuck. How are you, Chuck? Hey, pretty good, Joe. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show. We truly appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys inviting me. Absolutely. So, Chad, uh, just, you know, um, you know, why don't we just start with your story? Um, who are you? Where are you from? You know, give us a little bit of a context. And how did you turn out to, you know, become a wholesaler and an investor? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I was an IT director for about 12 years. Um, and uh, this is my second career uh, uh, in real estate. Uh, but... Um, uh, I got married and, uh, you know, marriage can be expensive sometimes. Mm. And, uh, I, I had to think about my future a little bit. Uh, I was making a nice six figure income. Um, but, um, uh, sometimes the, the safe salaried life, uh, sometimes has a cap. And, um, uh, I had to, uh, kind of think about, um, how to grow my money, uh, how, how to, uh, keep going, shoot for the stars a little bit. And so, um, you know, my, my wife kind of coaxed me into, uh, real estate. She turned me on to real estate because she was, she was already following, um, uh, some of those, uh, coaches out there. Um, and, uh, she was already into the financial aspect of it, but some of them cover, um, the, the real estate aspect as well. So, uh, she's like, well, you know what? Uh, you, you have a great disposition uh, in sales. Uh, how about becoming the ultimate sales guy and going into real estate? <laughs> well, <laughs> little did I know, uh, becoming a real estate agent um, isn't always um, a, a way to make money. Okay, and um, um, as I delved, delved uh, deeper and. Uh, once I started making money for other people, other investors, um, in terms of their buy and hold pro uh, uh, properties, as well as uh, flippers and helping them make money, uh, I, I was like, well, you know what? If I'm able to make other people money, why not make money for uh, me and my wife as well in uh, doing the flips ourselves? And um, just uh, getting into the real estate investments ourselves, uh, and uh, getting rentals and things like that. So, God, is that, uh, that's how it was that you ended up in real estate, right? You were not in the oh, business, yeah. and your wife was like, "Hey, just come and join me." <laughs> and then you just took it to a you know to a whole new level. You started as an agent, and then you you continue as an investor. Yeah, um, my wife. Uh, just just to give you a little brief on my wife, my wife is a uh, escrow officer uh, here in Orange County. Uh, she does uh, escrows uh, anywhere from uh, uh, by the border all the way up to uh, San Francisco and beyond. So uh, anywhere in California. So uh, nice. she was already in a, uh, uh, 
real estate and she got, she kind of turned me on to uh, becoming an agent. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, that's awesome. Let's buck it up a little bit. Um, you know, I, you know, and I totally, I, I'm, we're going to talk about business and I have a million questions as well. Um, Chuck, yeah. like give us a little bit of context of, you know, where you're from, um, you know, do you have any siblings? Um, where did you grow up? And 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 maybe like what are what were the some of the lessons you learned growing up that you can apply today to your business? Yeah. Um, so as far as I could remember, uh, and well, let me back up a little bit. Uh, I I uh, was born in uh, Seoul, South Korea, uh, and you know I came here when I was four. Wow. Um, uh, and you know, and, uh, we lived in downtown LA. Um, it, it wasn't the best area. Uh, and, uh, just, uh, it was a rough neighborhood. Um, I went to Hoover street elementary. Uh, so I, I've, I've gotten a good taste of what LA was like. Um, uh, no siblings, uh, just the only child, um, spoiled rotten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, as I grew up, uh, it, I've, I've always had a propensity to, uh, kind of be a salesperson, uh, kind of, uh, to be able to s sell people rocks. I mean, uh, just anything. Um, I, I was able to very convincingly convince people, um, you know, well, what I wanted to sell them. Um, how do to, you to sell? I know we're going a little yeah. bit of, 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 of subjects, but right. is it, are you good at selling anything or it's more like when you sell, when you're good at selling, is it like, you know, you sell something that you, you can sell well, something you truly believe it works or you can sell anything. I'd like to say I can sell anything, but I, I know that's not the case. Cause, uh, uh, in my, in, in the course of my, uh, sales jobs, uh, I, I know I've failed. And so I, I can tell you that I, I certainly can't sell everything, but, um, But in terms of how I approach sales, uh, and uh, it, when you when you make when you make sales kind of a a philosophy in how you live, um, it, it'll change your outlook. And so uh, uh, w when that happens, and not just a oh yeah, I have to be in a certain sales position for me to be a salesman and to be able to sell. Uh, that if you can get away from that. And uh, if you kind of make sales a everyday philosophy in life for you, um, if you approach it that way, uh, it, it'll definitely transform your life as a salesman. Mm. Um, so, uh, for example, um, you know, you, you know, when you when you go to a, a job interview, uh, what are you doing? Uh, you're you're actually selling that uh, person interviewing you uh, of what you can do for that company. Um, so you're certainly, uh, selling in reverse, you, you know, you're, you're, you're letting them know, uh, what you can do for them. Um, and what you bring to the table. Um, it, uh, another, another thing to consider is look, well, when you go to a Best Buy, uh, back in the day, circuit city, uh, I'm dating myself a little bit. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, the, the salesmen's at, uh, circuit city, uh, they used to be on commission. So, uh, I, I capitalize on that when I, when I want to get a uh, disc man, uh, like, like a little CD player for those of you guys who are not familiar with those, uh, they, um, 
you know, I, I went to get one of those. It was, it was priced what, uh, back then, $129.99 or something like that. So to get a discount, you know, I, I, you know, the guy's like giving me the 10% off, uh, to cover the taxes really. And I, I was like, dude, you know, um, I know you, you need to make some sales today. How about giving me a little bit, uh, more and I'll take it off your hands today. And, but if you, so that's what I'm saying, even to get a discount when you're going to buy something that that's sales, when you're going to an interview and you're, you're selling yourself to whoever's interviewing you uh, to uh, potentially hire you, that's sales. Mm. Uh, it's, it's not just because most of us, when we're thinking sales, we're thinking, well, you know, um, you, you have to be selling somebody something, uh, to consider it sales. But if you have, if you have that kind of mindset, that holistic mindset, uh, of what sales is, uh, and, and apply that to your everyday life, um, it, you, you will completely have a different outlook on life. I'm also yeah. like hearing Chuck looking at the win-win, right? It's, yeah. you're, you know, you wanted a product and then the person wanted to sell you the product. And then vocalizing that, you know, how could this be a win-win? Maybe getting ten percent, fifteen percent. But, but I I do agree. I think that the difference between good salesman and bad salesman is when it's authentic, when there is a win-win yes. versus only one wins more than the other. Um, right. So how did you transfer from you know that I can tell that you're a good businessman, right? Uh, you're very personable. Um, you are present when you talk to people, you can tell that you just kind of like drop down and you like, you know, either you rise or you drop and you just be with a person. So, um, and these are really good attributes to use as a, as a, as an agent, right? You want clients to come and talk to you and, and, you know, so forth and forth. So how, how were you able to, to take those skills into wholesaling? So here's the deal. And, uh, and, uh, I might be getting a little ahead of ahead of myself here, but uh, I'll tell you, um, I, my first two years, uh, two and a half years uh, as a real estate agent, I struggled. Uh, real estate, it takes time to grow your uh, database of customers on, on the retail side. Um, you have to do it. You have to spend a ton of money to market yourself to let people know that you uh, you're a realtor uh, in, in their area. Uh, and they could come to you to buy or sell the uh, property. Now, <clears throat> in wholesale, um, it, the game is a little faster, uh, and you would have to uh, you would have to really reach out to uh, all the investors you can when you have locked the property up to to sell, because you only have uh, X number of days when you've locked that property up to sell that, um, and. And the thing is that just the wholesale part of it, a lot of times when you work for a wholesaling firm, um, the, the, the amount of money that you make wholesaling a property, um, you know, three grand, five grand, 1500. Um, I, I was in a, uh, I was in a, a firm when I first started wholesaling, um, uh, on the sell side, uh, I could be making 10 grand uh, on a, on a five, $600,000 property. But uh, on the buy, if I'm bringing a buyer to that same property, I, I may only take home 1500 bucks. Okay. 
you know, I, I can't make the rules because I own the owner of that wholesaling firm. Yeah, it was different, right? Because so, so, a different so, amount. Exactly. So how do I, I – yeah, my, my question to myself was how do I u- use this to make money? Because $1,500, I'm going to have to sell quite a few uh, wholesale properties to m- actually make any money to uh, keep my household going. So I'm already a licensed uh, real estate agent. Now I know how to wholesale. So how do I tie all this in to uh, make money? Well, for, for those of you guys who have a license and who have struggled on the retail side and uh, thought uh, they would become wholesalers and start wholesaling. Now, let, let's bring, bring the two worlds together. How do you do this? For you wholesalers with licenses who've, who've had a little bit of experience on the real estate side and who've, who've sold one or two properties a year, okay, you already, you already know how that, how that works. So how do, you, how do you utilize that to your uh, benefit uh, as a wholesaler? Well, hey, so if you, if you have a decent amount of margin in that wholesale property that you're selling, um, your client, hey, they, they're going to rehab that fixer and they're going to uh, relist that. Well, you have a license. Why let that business go to another age? Well, mm. why don't you give them a, a good amount of discount, take it down to as low as uh, you can uh, on the buy side. You still make a little money selling that property to them going in, okay? And they rehab the property. You just follow along with them as a rehab. And then on the relist, you relist that property and you're, you're the listing agent. So now that, that knocks, knocks out the fact that uh, now you're their agent, they're your client. If you do a good job for them on that particular uh, property and make them money, chances are they're going to come back to you for more properties. And then they, and then the cycle continues. Got so it's it. a cyclical whole, uh, whole cycle, right? It's a cyclical thing. You, you take that from point, point A where you sell them the wholesale property, they rehab it, you get to know their, uh, during that whole time, you get to know them. Um, my, my wholesale uh, customer is now a friend, a client, um, whatever else. Um, I'm in a flip with them now. Uh, oh, I, you flip I, as well. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I, and we can get to that uh, in a little bit as well. But so, uh, Chuck, just so I understand, so yeah, you're you're yeah. a wholesaler, and you also saw an opportunity to, you know, become an agent. And when you have your Correct. deals, you wholesale a deal, so you make a few thousand dollars on the wholesale, and Correct. and m- m- maybe more important, you actually make your you know 2.523% as an agent on the sale correct now sometimes you have to you know you got to give a little to get get a little okay and so the two and a half to three percent sometimes is not reality uh, if you're if you're gonna do both uh, uh, you're gonna wholesale it to them and become their agent okay because uh, you got to give them a little something. Uh, you got to give them a little incentive to work with you. And so um, usually I, you know, for a, for a less than a million dollar property, 
uh, usually I, I, I take a 2%. So that, that's a 4% contract. Uh, on the listing side, that's a 2%. Uh, but hey, uh, I've already done the three deals with them. Uh, I've done a, uh, you know, the last property I sold for them in LA, uh, we, we sold it for 30 grand over. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing similar or, or uh, better pro properties out there right now than us in terms of uh, square footage. Um, I just saw one the other day, uh, seven, 756, uh, uh, it's out for, uh, and it was, a, it was slightly bigger than ours. Um, but you know, it's, it's fit almost $50,000 less than uh, what we sold it for, wow. you know? So, so, I mean, that, that tells you, I mean, if you do a phenomenal job to boot, of course, they're going to come back to you and tell everybody around them. Yeah, Chuck. Marketing, instant marketing. Question for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Question, like this is great advice if you have a license, right? And, you, and you're wholesaling. Yes. What if you yeah. don't have a license? What is your advice? Okay, so, and, and if you don't have any aspirations to uh, get your license but still want to stay in the wholesaling scape, then um, my best advice to you wholesalers, learn how to comp and learn how to comp well. Because the, the worst thing I hear uh, in our uh, wholesaling community is, dude, that guy is so off. Um, uh, there, there's, there's a uh, wholesaling uh, firm uh, that's the largest in the United States. I'm not going to say who it is. But uh, a lot of times, uh, a lot of my uh, clients come, uh, come back to me saying, hey, uh, can you take a look at this property? And, and see if uh, their numbers are right because I, I it looks a little weird. Well, but when I comp it out, comp is way off. And, and they've admitted to me when I when I've actually gone to them and, and talked to their VPs uh, and, and their higher ops, uh, the answer I get from them is, "Hey, you know, we're we're selling product uh, to guys who haven't done their homework." Okay. So at that point, with the, with the buyers, it's a trust level, um, you know. So part of it's building a trust with the uh, client at the client level. That's very important. Okay, they they need to know that, yeah, you're bringing product, but you're bringing quality uh, to that product uh, by you being ethical as a wholesaler, and, and to really uh, know your stuff. Okay. Absolutely. I feel like Chuck, it's like you don't just throw stuff off saying, well, okay. Yeah, go ahead. It, it, no, I was going to say um if I feel like it's like, you know, dealing with any any in any any profession but in this case with a with a contractor, right? They can screw yeah. you. Uh, hopefully they will never do that and you have all the all the documents um, you know, that that you need to have and you have everything in place, but people can only screw you once. And and then, yeah. you know, it it's it's actually like very short-sighted because, you know, it's like you're saying, you know, you buy a wholesale from a deal as an investor and, you know, you don't, you trust them and they, they break your, your trust. Well, guess what? You're not going to work with them again. Guess what? You're not going to give more work to that contractor that, that, you know, maybe was, was dishonest. So, right, right. Like that, that's what you're pointing out. Correct. Um, uh, it, since, since we're on the subject of uh, contractors right now, you know, um, my client, my good clients, uh, they've used uh, this one uh, contractor uh, for two other projects. Well, uh, three other projects, 
But after the two, uh, I started noticing that they, uh, when there's fires to put out uh, with the city or anything like that, they, you can't call them. You call them, uh, it goes to voicemail. Uh, you can't, you know, the, the, the trust is broken. And I, I, I told the client, look, you do not want a, uh, a contractor that, that's going to fade away when there's issues to resolve. And, and when you're trying to get a hold of them, they kind of disappear. Um, I mean, you don't have to be in wholesale to know, uh, even as a homeowner, uh, you, you know that it, it, finding a good contractor is hard, you know? And, and so, absolutely. So it, it, to, to have a contractor uh, that you uh, trust is, is on, on that level is, is tough. You're going to have to, don't go by uh, just a, a advice of somebody that that just um, tells you that they're good. Interview them, you know. Even even if uh, Joe, you, you know, uh, Joe brings you a system, right, uh, of of lenders and contractors and all that. Vet them out. They, they, you know, they may be good contractors in their own right, but. Uh, between you and that contractor, you have to be comfortable with them. They, they have to work well with mm. you. And so it, it, there's a personality to everything, uh, even property. Absolutely. And uh, it, it has to fit with what you're trying to do. Absolutely. And so, so make sure, uh, even, even if, uh, uh, Joe, you know, if you, if you go with Joe's coaching and, uh, uh, he, 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 uh, brings to you, uh, this whole system, Make sure you vet them out. Make to always sure. trust and verify, right? Absolutely. Whatever Absolutely. you do. And you know what? It, it is a good point because, you know, everyone has their own experiences. And, yeah. you know, sometimes one person might have one experience with something and then another person will have a completely different experience with, with that. Um, let's yes. go back to wholesaling. That's what I'm really okay. interested in and I want to hear more about. Um, in okay. regards to wholesale, I think that I just want to wrap up that, that, that other thought that you were sharing about, you know, um, about being an agent, I think your your first advice is, and and you know you haven't said that, but I I I I, I intuitively think about that. Basically, if you don't have a license, get a license, right? You think that that will be beneficial. There's no reason why not getting a license as a realtor while uh, you know being a wholesaler. Is that accurate? Yeah. So this is this is uh, something that uh, you know I'm in I'm on Facebook and a lot of social media a lot. And I, I see wholesalers, you know, you know, trying to trying to hustle every day. That I think that's great, right? Uh, you you've committed and you have a routine uh, that that you're going through every day uh, that you're putting in uh, time to wholesale. The problem is, if you're going to spend that kind of time and energy and commitment, why not go all the way and get a real estate license? And, and for people who are wholesaling. That that's doing it in reverse. So you're a wholesaler without a license now and getting a, a license. What does that do for you? Instant credibility in the real estate community you know, when you're trying to lock up a property. But not only that, but it, it comes with sound education that you could take uh, to the bank. It'll enhance your wholesaling. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, what was your first deal? 
Like, drive us through how much time did it take you to close your first deal? Um, how many months were you building it? Um, you know, if it wasn't, I know that you there's a little bit of a of a transition from being an agent to wholesaling. But you know, tell us about your first deal as a wholesaler. How much money you make? Um, you know, the process, the you know, yeah. the pros, the cons. How did it go? What what things didn't go as well? Yeah. So uh, the first property I locked up was uh, in. Uh, Laverne, um, man, uh, I, I, the, that, it was a nightmare of a deal, uh, but it was a good education. And, uh, actually when it, uh, actually that, that deal, actually, uh, we got it done, uh, in less than 30 days, but, uh, and, and so it was my first, it, it was my first month in wholesaling and, uh, we got it done. So I, wow, I'm, that's I'm really one of the quick. fortunate, yeah, one of my fortunate, uh, a few stories because, um, yeah, uh, what, what the fir- people at the firm were telling me was, look, you know, don't be discouraged if you don't get your first deal, uh, in the first six months, you know, to some of our uh, top, uh, top wholesaler guys, uh, haven't done, uh, uh, their first deal for the first six months that they were here. Um, so whether that was true or not, um, I, I just, you know, I, I had no expectations going into wholesaling. I, I just did as they told me I, I should do. Uh, I, uh, fortunately at that time, um, uh, you know, after about 10, uh, 10 years of uh, great real estate, real estate market was a little, little down. Uh, we had our first winter, um, where, um, market market went uh, down a little bit that didn't last long but uh, for for about November to December uh, of a couple years back um, you know I was able to lock up some great inventory um, and people were willing to work with us you know now it, it's a different story but uh, going back to uh, the my, my first deal uh, you know I, it, it was a I I lot. I mean, it was a small, small deal. Um, it, it How was, much money did you make? Yeah, I, I made. I made close to ten grand on that. That's good. For the yeah, first Laverne. Deal? I, I mean, yeah, Laverne. Uh, if you guys don't know where it is, uh, it's uh, it's a little bit east of uh, Orange County, and uh, it's uh, it's known for the uh, university there. It's there's a private university called Laverne University. Um, and, um, the house was literally steps away from that university. And, uh, so that, that was, that was a plus to that house. And the uh, square footage on that house was amazing. It was over 2000 square feet, but there was some unpermitted, uh, ads to that house, which made it big. Uh, it was, it was two units there. Um, it has, uh, the, the back unit uh, was the original unit. Uh, and it, it backs up to uh, the railroads, so that that was another con. But uh, I I was able to sell it uh, on the fact that the city had already approved uh, a sound barrier uh, to be built out, and that they already had markings in the back. So I was able to uh, walk the investors through and l- let them know, look, the the, the proposed barrier is already in uh, play. Uh, you could see where they mark the areas where they're going to put the barrier up. So, um, you know, on the relist, you can uh, let let the client buyers know 
that uh, there is a barrier coming from the city. And uh, I how mean, did you do that, they, Chuck? Sorry to interrupt, but how did you do that? Yeah. Like, it, it, was that part of your homework? Did you go to the city and you started, you know, getting all the paperwork for that, or I was already in place? So here's the deal. I mean, it, it's it's also working with the listing agent uh, as you're locking that property up because um, if you're not getting an off market and working directly with the seller, sometimes it's hard to get all the facts uh, from a seller. And, and they're not realtors, so they, they don't know uh, a lot of what's going on in their own home. Uh, but in a case where you have a skilled realtor uh, from Keller Williams at that time, and, and that, that is their farm area, so they, they knew Laverne uh, like the back of their hand. So uh, you know, I, I was able to ask her for all the information uh, and, and here, here's a tip guys. Um, when you work with a listing agent, so if, if you're, if you're locking up a property from the MLS and you're working with a, a listing agent, okay. And you're, you're supposed to be the agent or, or, uh, representative for the buyer side. Um, make sure you don't piss the listing agent off, uh, throughout the deal. Okay. Because you're going to need uh, you're going to need to save a bullet for later on uh, when when contingency removal comes in play. So uh, for you know right away uh, when you guys go to lock up the property, you have three days to get the uh, earnest money into uh, escrow. Make sure that's done like clockworks. So in the Got beginning it. stages, make sure everything's done like like a normal buyer would. And, and and hurry to get things done for them because um, if you piss them off from the get go, they will have no mercy for you come contingency removal time. Got if it. you if you if you're coe if you're uh, if you're uh, if your close close on a vastro date is 16 days on your contract and your contingency removal is 12 days, you only have 12 days, guys, to find a buyer. So within those 12 days, you got to move. And, uh, and it's, it's a certainty when you, when you find that buyer because not all hard money lenders are, are, are fast, okay? Uh, my, my hard money lender, five to seven days, okay? And, uh, but, but most of these uh, private hard money guys, it's about 14 days plus, Okay. And so when you have to do that and when you have to put an addendum in and, and have to extend, you know, that deal further, man, uh, sometimes some, some people get pissed because their yeah, clients it makes really sense. have to get out of that home, right? You can only so, ask one or two favors in the process, right? Exactly. So for going back to this Laverne deal, I, I had to ask for four extensions. Okay. Wow. I, you, you didn't hear that wrong. Four extensions before we closed this deal. Okay. So, um, did did my relationship from the get go the uh, the the rapport that I built up with the listing agent did that help? Yeah, absolutely. Because I didn't do anything uh, to piss her off and uh, throughout the deal. So she was she pissed. Was she a little pissed? off that we had to keep extending yes uh so is a so is a seller but um and here's another tip when you're able when you need something when you're able to sell the listing agent what, what you're trying to get across uh to, to get something 
um, they will in turn go to the seller and they, they will, they will do the selling for you. Okay. Uh, on that particular point. So make sure you're always in the ear of the listing agent. Make sure you don't disappear on them. The, the biggest number one gripe that listing agents tell me, uh, working with wholesalers is the fact that once you get into the deal, they disappear. Mm. I needed to talk to you. Uh, you guys, uh, uh, on this point or, or, or something to coordinate something, uh, in regards to the deal. And, and dude, I, I, uh, I didn't hear back from you guys for like three or four days. That's going to piss them off too. So make sure you guys stay in constant communication with them so that they know that you're a real buyer, uh, a, a real, uh, wholesaler, whatever, even if they know that you're a wholesaler, Make sure, I mean, you have that uh, communication because once they get pissed off, they're never going to work with you again. Got it. And you yeah. said even if they know you're a wholesaler, are you yes. suggesting that sometimes they don't know that you're a wholesaler or, or we should always disclose that? Well, ethically, uh, you should. Okay. Uh, I don't want you guys doing anything illegal. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, sometimes... The, there's there's some uh, advanced strategies out for uh, some of you guys who've been wholesaling for a while, and uh, Joe can cover that uh, at a later time uh, if you become one of his students. Uh, but uh, there, you know, but but most of the times uh, you're good, you're not you're never going to say you're a wholesaler, okay? Just uh, guys, if you're wholesaling, you're an investor, okay? Uh, you're you're never a wholesaler per se. Okay, wipe, wipe that from your vocabulary uh, when, uh, when you're pre presenting it to uh, the other side, uh, when, when you're trying to uh, lock up a property. You're an investor. Yeah. That's very good. I think that's a very good advice. And, you know, uh, you know, everyone, we're all our own pe person, people, and, and, you know, we, um, it, you know, we have... Some people might think, don't say, don't don't let them know you're wholesaling. Some people say, hey, you know, be honest with people, be transparent, let them know. So I think it, there's different approaches. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that it is true. You are, are an investor if you're an investor. You know, the, for me, integrity is extremely important. And, yes. and, you know, like you said, keep communication, keep integrity. Um, now, I think that if they ask you, are you wholesaling this deal, you have to be honest, right, Chuck? Yeah. I mean, uh, you want to, so again, sometimes, so in real estate, uh, one thing I've had to really, uh, become adept at is, uh, to say things without saying it. Okay. Um, is that, is that unethical or are you lying? No, you're not. But, um, so for example, uh, let's get, let's give you an example. So, uh, you're, you're showing a client a property and, you know, they're looking around the living room. They're like, wow, this living room is a little small. Don't you think? Well, not small. Uh, it's a little cozy, right? Got it. Is that a like for like, is that, is that a synonym? Uh, is, is cozy another word for small? Yeah. So, um, I mean, take it for what it's worth. Um, but so in the same, in that line of thinking, you know, our, our wholesaler, you have to ask yourself, 
our wholesalers investors our investors wholesalers if if they if if that works for you then you know that that's kind of uh, where where I would like folks to uh, kind of uh, take take that because absolutely you know you know what because you don't have to tell them your wholesalers they can figure it out a, a seasoned realtor you know, can figure it out anyways okay uh, and especially with the terms that you give them now you, you guys aren't fooling anybody guys especially guys who uh, some of you guys who think well you know uh, I'm giving you a legit RPA and everything so you know uh, I'm just giving them good terms right wrong they, they've seen enough now a few years back uh, you would have been able to get away with those kind of things say saying well oh my gosh these guys are coming in with great terms and, and, a, and an okay price and you know uh, and they're selling it to their sellers saying dude we got to move on these guys offer it's not that way anymore they've seen enough investor uh, and and wholesale uh, offers now that uh, they they if they have a better offer, um, they move on. Yeah, they move on. Absolutely. Chuck, how how do you find your deals? So, a um, couple ways. Um, of course, uh, I always start at the MLS level. Always scan um, at night uh, after I'm done with my paperwork. Uh, I'm I'm always scanning the uh, MLS for any uh, good deals. Do you do there. on the market expires? Like what's your what's your protocol when you research? Yeah, so uh, usually go with um, so here here's a little secret. I, I haven't told even my wholesale guys that, that I train. Um, so this is my magic bullet. So if you guys are using MLS as a source to uh, to try to lock up deals, I, I would look at back on markets. That they're usually uh, properties that have been in escrow and just fell off. Okay, uh, th those are those are great because uh, we don't know what the seller situation is, but I'll bet you they're plenty pissed that their realtor uh, didn't get that thing sold and it just fell out of escrow, right? And uh, if it's a if it's a property that was just waiting for that one buyer to uh close on that uh, property and they have had no other offers th those are the properties that strike but we don't know that yet right we mm. don't know that story so look for the back on markets and you have to do a little research on where it's been uh did it just fall out of escrow did they were they were they on hold do not show and just uh, decide to bring it back you don't know what uh, you got to do a little bit of a background to figure out if that's going to be your next deal. Got it. MLS. Second, what, what else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I, I would look at um, a price change, Pri uh, price changes on MLS. Usually look for the uh, down arrow that which denotes uh, there's a, there's been a drop in price. Uh, look um, when you're looking at those properties, make sure you, you look at the days on market too. If the days on market's over 100 days, 130 days, 150 days, with exception to the luxury homes, okay? So if if we're talking uh, stuff that's under a mill, uh, that's been uh, on the market for, you know, 130 days, 200 days, um, and uh, they just, uh, and you could you could click on the days on market uh, to see uh, the, all the price changes uh, during that course of that uh, MLS number. So, 
you could kind of see what, where, where they've been and where they are. If they've had two or three price drops and been on the days on market forever, um, those are great properties to strike. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the expireds too. But expireds, um, you have, you have pissed, uh, plenty of pissed off people uh, that aren't really uh, receptive nowadays to um, sell you anything at that point. A lot of times we'll turn it into a rental for the time being, or they'll, they'll just keep it off the market for uh, some time and try to put it back on market at, at a later time. So I don't really go for the expireds anymore. Uh, I, I, go the, I, I go for those as a realtor uh, <laughs> to list those properties. So um, um, as far as the wholesales, uh, that's, those are the only two strategies I go for. Uh, and I'll give you another tip. Um, so how do you keep track of these properties that, that, um, you're interested in hot properties that, that you have in mind to, uh, lock up? Um, it, you, you guys, most of you guys have Android or Apple, um, uh, phone iPhones. And so I, what I would like for all of you guys to do is download Redfin doc or, or Redfin app. Okay. And uh, Redfin is a good uh, good app to um, stay organized. I'm a pro, and I, I still use Redfin. Uh, why? It's it has a real time uh, link to the MLS, so that if there's any status changes or anything, uh, it, it'll let you know if you've starred uh, and favorited a particular property. You'll get real time notifications uh, when things go off market and come back on market to price drops. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a real good way to stay on top. If you guys are Johnny on the spot kind of people, um, once you get that notification, get on the computer and send that, at, uh, send that uh, new offer uh, to, to that lead agent. Or uh, if you already have talked, uh, spoken to the agent, get on the horn and talk to them. Uh, I was at a Christmas party and uh, there was a, a property that just came pop back on the market. I stepped outside. I called the agent. He's like, dude, how the heck did you know uh, uh, that uh, this uh, property just came back on market? I'm like, well, you changed the status. He's like, dude, I, I did that in like the last three minutes, you know, and uh, you, you're, you're calling me already. So uh, that, that's who you want to be. Um, wholesale. Wholesaling game has changed because there's a lot of us out there, uh, and uh, it's very competitive. So uh, if you're if you're always the first uh, to to get in there and uh, really massage these uh, uh, listing agents uh, uh, to to re to really build up that rapport and uh, get them to work with you, you already have a leg up on a lot of them out there. Absolutely, that's very good advice. Thank you so much, uh, Chuck. Yeah. And um, all right, well, getting we're getting to the uh, to the end of the show. Is there anything else uh, that, that you know, maybe like a last comment that you want to share? Um, you know, anything you want to say to bring value to our students? Absolutely. So, the wholesale game uh, is an ever changing game, and uh, right now with the market, uh, market's been real good. Uh, even uh, you know, uh, right right now, I mean, uh, the market's up year to year to date. Um, right now, um, it, this time last year to now, 
uh, everything's up right now. The market is up. Uh, this is, you know, when, when the when the weather gets a little warmer like this, uh, people are always searching for homes. So uh, when, when the market's good, wholesaling is usually a little tougher, okay, because, um, you know, there aren't too many houses that, that are hurting uh, for uh, uh, buyers. So uh, I'd say, you know what, education, stay on top of your education, um, you know, uh, be, be it Joe or someone else, it, you know, I, uh, I think the world of Joe, and, and that's why I'm on the show today. Thank so you. If, if, you guys, uh, if you guys need a coach or somebody to keep you accountable, uh, accountability is key in this uh, industry. Yeah, uh, it's hard. Wholesaling is hard. It can be hard. hard. You're exactly. by yourself. I, I, don't know, I don't know how many people I've trained uh, that have fallen off. You know, after they've been all gung ho and they're like, dude, you know, I, I, I want to do this. Are you sure? Yeah, 100 percent. And uh, after doing this for about a month, drop off. It's because they don't have uh, accountability and they didn't want the accountability. If you guys are serious about uh, wholesaling and, and making money and investing in real estate, you guys need that accountability. If you're not a good accountability person, Join a coaching program and have them keep you accountable. This is this is what uh, you you would pay a coach for because they would keep you accountable. If you keep pressing on, something good happens. Uh, I, I've after two and a half years of exhausting my savings as a realtor and uh, being in massive debt, uh, I you know I could have thrown thrown in the towel. I did it. I kept pressing on, and here I am. I love so, it. So uh, that, that's the best advice I can give you guys. Thank you, Chuck. I think that was very powerful. Now, how can our students reach out to you if they want to buy some deals from you or they might have a deal and they want someone to put it in the market? Do you have like an yeah, Instagram, a Facebook, a phone number, an email, something yeah. you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a, a Facebook uh, page uh, and um, I I don't know it off the top of my head, but uh, for now, uh, I I can uh, leave you guys with uh, my phone number. Go uh, for comfortable it. Comfortable sharing that sharing that here. Nine four nine seven zero one seven seven four six, and uh, my email, okidokiinvestments dot com. So, um, oh, I'm sorry, uh, okidokiinvestments at gmail dot com. Uh, so that's O K I D O K I. I N V E S T M E N T S dot com. Beautiful. Or at gmail.com. At gmail. Sorry. Got it. Yeah. Okie dokie. Right. You got it. Uh, Chuck, last question for you. Yes. What does real success mean to you? Real success for me, um, you know, what that means to me is um, just, you know, when, when you're at a place in your life, um, through investments, real estate investments, or whatever it is, when your work uh, play, uh, work life has uh, just uh, come come to kind of a uh, synergistic point where you're enjoying life, um, you're not you're not scrambling to uh, pay the bills. Um, when you're kind of at that place where um, you can take take your weekends. Uh, and, and really uh, spend that with your family. Uh, I, I think that's real success. You know uh, that there, there's no uh, get rich quick scheme uh, in this life. 
Um, th those, those kinds are usually the ones that lands you in jail. Uh, it, this, you know, uh, real estate investing uh, is real. Wholesaling is real. Uh, you, you just uh, have to get to a point where uh, you can enjoy your life a little more. But in the beginning, you have to bust your butt to really get to that point. Thank you so much, Chuck. It's been a pleasure having you in the show. Absolutely. Uh, the pleasure was all, all mine. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for everyone uh, for listening to the show today and uh, have a great day.